0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey,
1: everybody. Good evening. I'm Dr. Gina. Welcome to Prime Time. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo came to the podium today to address the sexual harassment allegations against him. And if you thought he might step down and resign doing the right thing, well, you would have to guess again. Now it's hard to keep track of all of the Cuomo scandals because when you think Governor Cuomo should resign over placing COVID positive patients in nursing homes and covering up the number of deaths suddenly a whole bunch of women come out accusing him of sexual harassment. It's just tough to keep up, frankly. So today, as I mentioned, the Emmy Award-winning governor of New York gave another blockbuster performance when responding to the women who have come forward. Check it out.
2: I now understand that I acted in a way that made people feel uncomfortable. It was unintentional. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. I feel awful about it. And frankly, I am embarrassed by it. And that's not easy to say. But that's the truth. But this is what I want you to know. And I want you to know this from me directly. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never knew at the time that I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. I never knew at the time I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. And I certainly never ever meant to offend anyone or hurt anyone or cause anyone any pain. Then
1: Cuomo said that uh, just the same thing that he said all through the Trump campaign and all through the Supreme Court nomination, that we should believe all women. No, actually he didn't say that at all. He actually said we should wait for the investigation to happen before forming an opinion because it's him and because it's politicized like everything else that Democrats do. We have a lot more sound from the Cuomo press conference today, and we will get to that a little bit later. Over in the White House, Joe Biden made an appearance, but it was very short. He's hiding. It's not very informative. And JustTheNews.com is reporting on the lack of access to Joe Biden. Here's the headline, blackout, White House curbs press public access as Biden struggles with public demands of job, visitor logs are being withheld, tours are canceled, and petitioning system is taken down. Now, reporters did have a few seconds to shout questions at Biden, and he clearly had no idea what to say at all. Listen. Did you receive a briefing about the border
2: today? Uh, Yes, I did. What did you learn? A lot. Is there
3: a crisis at the
2: border Uh
1: right. oh, Maybe Joe Biden will follow in the footsteps of Donald Trump and give a State of the Union address to the American people sometime soon, God willing. So anyway, instead of holding our breath waiting for Joe Biden to actually act like a president and take questions from the press, or give a State of the Union address, let's head out across America to our hosts and correspondents that are always consistently there for us. We start off with our West Coast correspondent, Amanda Head. Amanda, Disneyland is about 12 days from the one-year mark of being closed down for an entire year, and The Hollywood Reporter calls it a standoff between Disney and Governor Newsom. Amanda, is there any end at all in sight?
3: I don't think so. Um, they have lost $2.6 billion in the last quarter alone. So once we meet, meet that one year mark, which is March 14th, uh, obviously we can determine what it has been over the last year. What a lot of people don't understand, you think of Disneyland parks and you obviously know that they are huge, but Disneyland With all of its subsidiaries and and parent and cousin companies that take over Anaheim, they have literally tens of thousands of employees who are suffering right now, who have been out of work since March 14th of 2020. The only time that Disneyland has closed for more than a 24 hour period was twice, once following 9-11 and once following the assassination of JFK. So this is something that is pretty much unheard of. Well, it is unheard of uh, in their history. In Anaheim, where it's located, the unemployment is currently at 9%, roughly 15 to 20,000 people because at some point it hit 12%. It has gone back down to 9%, but this is obviously having very far-reaching repercussions for Anaheim and California as a whole. Um, We now have one state Republican and one state Democrat who are partnering together to write a bill that will alleviate a little bit of the pressure on Disneyland. As it stands, Anaheim is still in the wrong category to reopen Disneyland, but this bill is aiming to lower the threshold from the moderate tier uh, from the minimal tier. So the moderate tier is what allows for one to 3.9 cases per 100,000 people on average per week. The minimal tier allows for less than one case per 100,000 people every week so they are hoping to allow that to to give a little you know lift a little bit of the pressure off Disneyland in the meantime those folks are still out of work and we're a week out from uh from that hitting the one-year mark it's it's really really sad and Gavin Newsom as you know has been receiving a lot of pressure and we're going to see how this recall measure goes I kind of you know after watching that clip of Joe Biden I wish we could recall him (laughs) <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be nice? I bet we could
1: do it, too, uh, unless they cheated. But anyway, Amanda, um, I just want to say, you know, so much uh, entertainment lost, and Americans could really use that for their mental health. We're going to get to some of that later on the show. But speaking of entertainment, you did an amazing job at singing our national anthem for all of CPAC at the very uh, important Reagan dinner this year, and you hadn't done it. Uh, You hadn't sung, a lot of people don't even realize you are such an amazing uh, nationally recognized singer. And I just wanted to thank you for that and tell people to be sure and check out your social media because some of that is posted there. And I'm trying to get it posted also on A Real America's Voice uh, social media as well so people can enjoy it. But I just wanted to congratulate you. Huge honor to get to sing the national anthem at that event.
3: Thank you so much. And you know what? There is no better crowd to sing that magnificent anthem in front of, so it it was definitely an honor. Thank you, Dr. Zina.
1: Well, your your family here at RAV is very, very proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. All right, now let's head on over to the RAV headquarters in Denver, Colorado, to our own Jessica Rivera. Jessica,
4: tell us what you're working on today. Well, Dr. Gina, I wanted to talk about a couple disturbing reports coming out today. The first one is about our National Guardsmen who are still stationed at the U.S. Capitol and who are getting sick from raw meat, with some even finding metal in their food. One sergeant is also saying the Guardsmen are not, frankly, being fed enough. Take a listen. Yesterday,
5: for instance, there were 74 different meals found with raw beef in them. Just yesterday, with the lunches where soldiers had found Uh, metal shavings in their food, you were getting maybe a danish and some sort of juice. Uh, And then we had certain days where it was clearly a dinner roll and sunny deep.
4: And this is on top of the videos that show guardsmen having to sleep in the cold at one point and having to use gutter water to warm their MREs. The second disturbing report is almost three weeks after the south was hit by two back-to-back storms, Residents in parts of the South continue to go without clean running water, which has caused these residents to have to melt snow for their water. Some cities have not been able to get residents the clean running water they need due to them having to uh, depend on 100-year-old infrastructures, uh, like I said, that they still depend on to this day. And Dr. Dr. Gina, the point I'm trying to make is these are just two disturbing reports coming out while our Congress gives $12 billion dollars to other countries, at least according to the latest American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. Meanwhile, our military and fellow Americans are being poisoned, starved, and go without clean water. So the questions that I have for Congress, and I know many of our viewers do, is how is this legal? And on what planet is this okay? Dr. Gina, at this point, I say a convention of states cannot happen fast enough. And for those who may not know or have forgotten what that is, it's, the article, it's Article 5 of the Constitution that gives the American people the power to act against a corrupt government through their state legislatures. By demanding a convention of states, only 34 states have to agree to a convention. Then they would propose an amendment that limits the federal government's powers at this said convention. Once the proposal is drawn up, it would then take 38 states to approve the amendment in order to give the power back to the American people and this is uh, all allowed without the federal government having a say at this point. I'm convinced this is our only hope for putting a stop to this ongoing corruption in Congress. And I also want to make it very clear this is legal, it's constitutional, it's not a so called insurrection or violent in any way, shape, or form. But it's really the only resolve I can see uh, mean, being meaningful at this point, Dr. Gina.
1: Fascinating, fascinating. I'm not, I haven't heard anything about this
4: yet, Jessica. Are you seeing this a lot out there in social media? Well, yeah, so there's a convention of states that a lot of um, I think individual groups uh, are trying to get together. I don't think obviously there's any sort of real coordination on a bigger uh, a bigger plan or a bigger scheme of things because um, it's just something that's not been done in the, you know, our, in recent history but it really seems as if everything that we have tried to do to stop this corruption has failed. And I think it's just out of control. And this really seems as the only constitutional way that our forefathers gave us to deal with a situation like this. And so I'm hoping and I think a lot of our viewers are hoping that at some point maybe something will get organized big enough to be able to call this convention of states, but at this point, obviously, it's just talks. Um, and you can hear about it here and there in little groups, but really nothing on, a, on a, a bigger plan. Interesting. Thank you so much, Jessica. You're welcome.
1: All right, now let's head out to Washington, D.C., where Governor Eric Greitens is enjoying all the hypocrisy of the left. Governor, good to have you.
0: Awesome to be on with you, Dr. Gina.
1: Governor Kamala Harris is taking a lot of heat over a tweet from years ago where she wished Dr. Seuss a happy birthday. I guess she didn't realize that he was a racist, I guess, kind of like Joe Biden, the president that she now supports after she made the statements about him being a racist. Uh, She changes her mind a lot, doesn't she?
0: Well, look, this is just another example of the absolute lunacy of the left. Wokeism has overtaken common sense. You know, the American people loved, read Dr. Seuss as I have to my boys for generations. And in fact, if you go out to Amazon right now, Dr. Seuss's books are all trending, they are bestsellers, but what are you seeing? President Donald Trump, he came into office and he took out ISIS. Joe Biden comes into office and he launches a war against Dr. Seuss. And it doesn't (laughs) stop there. You've seen seen the woke, this crazy woke culture. What are they doing, Dr. Gina? They're going after Mr. Potato Head. They're going after Curious (laughs) George. All of your viewers and Real America's Voice viewers recognize now that we are dealing with the lunacy of the left. They want to return to common sense. These are all folks who supported President Trump and his America First agenda. They just want this country back from the crazy left
1: there's a Dr. Seuss book right in there somewhere. Anyway, Michelle Obama also had a great time in the White House reading Dr. Seuss books. So, Governor, uh, this would be a joke if cancel culture weren't so completely serious.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, this is the problem, is that the left comes in and they set up their own standards, which they change from day to day, and they do it to target conservatives. They do it to target the bedrock foundational principles of American government. They do it to go after the foundations of our republic. And we saw, everyone did, how they took out President Trump, trying to deplatform him. Well, it was pretty clear at CPAC that they weren't able to silence the president's voice. He's still speaking out strongly on behalf of Americans. And yes, this crazy cancel culture, whether they're going after Mr. Potato Head, Dr. Seuss, or Curious George, just shows where the left's priorities are.
1: Laughing stock of history—they've got to be, Governor. Thank you so much for being with us.
0: You bet, Dr. Gina. Always fun to be on with you.
1: Always great having you. Now, coming up, more outlandish comments by Governor Cuomo. You won't believe who he blamed for the way he treats women. That's up next. More Dr. Gina Prime Time coming at you. Stick around.
3: Delve into the shadows of the mind
4: with Sleeping Dogs. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome
1: back to, to Prime Time. Now, Governor Cuomo came to the podium today and he did speak to the press. And some were wondering if he might do the right thing and just step down. But that did not happen. And others thought maybe he would take some responsibility. But that didn't happen either. And Governor Cuomo definitely did not say that we should believe all women. And he actually said that an investigation should be done before people should even form an opinion. Listen.
2: I ask the people of this state to wait for the facts from the Attorney General's report before forming an opinion. Get the facts, please, before forming an opinion and the attorney general is doing that review, I will fully cooperate with it. And then you will have the facts and make a decision when you know the facts. I also want you to know that I have learned from what has been an incredibly uh, difficult situation for me as well as other people And I've learned an important lesson.
1: How convenient. When it's an enemy of Cuomo, it's guilty until proven innocent. But now that it's Cuomo himself, we have to wait for a full investigation. Someone who's not surprised at all by the governor's behavior is my next guest. New York City radio talk show host extraordinaire Mark Simone. Mark, my good friend. Good to see you.
5: Dr. Gina, I miss you. I mean, nobody's (laughs) traveling. Everybody's staying where they are.
1: Yeah, I miss you, too. We used to see each other all the time in the the Big Apple there, and the Big Apple's uh, just kind of uh, sitting on the shelf these days, so not so much travel going on. But, Mark, are you surprised at all that the governor is pretty much blaming everyone under the sun except himself for all of his problems?
5: You said, are we wondering if he'll do the right thing? That's one thing we don't ever have to wonder about here in New York. We never wonder if he's going to do the right thing. Uh, And are we surprised he had some double talk answers? No, we're not surprised. I'm glad you played that clip. That clip is the key to the whole thing. He said, let's wait for the facts. Let's see what the facts are. Well, he's the one human being on Earth who knows all the facts because he was there. So what does he mean, wait for the facts? He's got the facts right in his head. So what he's saying is, let's wait to see how much you find out, and I'll respond to that. And whatever still remains hidden, I don't have to respond to. I I thought he looked very weak. His eyes looked very tired. He didn't have his usual, uh, uh, you know, vicious look in his face. It was a little subdued. Uh, I think he's got problems. I hear there's a couple more women in the pipeline that could be coming forward. And if they do, I think that's it. I think it's over.
1: Mark Governor Cuomo said that his uh, father, when he was the governor, kissed everybody just like he does. So if women are taking it the wrong way, I mean, it's not his fault, listen.
2: You can go find hundreds of pictures of me uh, kissing people, uh, men, women. It is my usual and customary way of greeting. You know that because you've watched me for uh, let's just say uh, more years than we care to remember. By the way, it was my father's way of greeting people. You're the governor of the state. You want people to feel comfortable. You want to reach out to them.
1: It's not his fault, Mark. It's his dad's fault.
5: Well, I knew his father very well. I spent a lot of time with his father at parties, at different things, at events. And once in a while, he would say to a woman, my, you look lovely. I never heard him say to a woman, what do you think of sex with older men? Uh, Listen, you're a woman. He lost every woman with that. It's a joke, I was kidding. I hope they didn't take it the wrong way. Women have heard that crap their entire life. They know exactly what that stuff means. He's not fooling anybody, it's not a joke. And every woman has heard that, and cringes. He's just become the creepiest guy in the world to them.
1: And you know, you really have to wonder why there isn't more of an outrage from people on the left. There are some people feigning virtue. You know, you had Hillary Clinton, you know, sort of, kind of, uh, you know, saying you shouldn't be doing this. He shouldn't be, you know, should be, should you know, definitely believe all women kind of a thing. But of course, she didn't say anything about the women that her husband uh, has victimized. And she never has said anything to defend them, despite their lives being destroyed and despite a lot of proof there. Um, But you really don't have a lot of those people that said believe all women when it was Kavanaugh or when it was Donald Trump or other conservatives. You don't have those women. They're just radio silent on all this.
5: Yeah, well, you know, it's Obviously, he's got Democratic immunity that usually uh, takes care of everything. But remember, it's Democrats that went after him here. First, the vicious attorney general of New York State, a big Democrat. She went after him. I, I know she wouldn't have done that without a wink and nod from Schumer, uh, the Biden administration. The Biden administration can't stand Cuomo. So uh, I, I'm sure they're happy to have him taken out. Uh, you've got a couple of in our local Congress here, legislature, a bunch of Democrats calling for his resignation. you got a very respected uh, congresswoman from Washington who's from Long Island, Kathleen Rice, calling for his resignation. This is just building and building. And this guy that he threatened, this assemblyman in New York, Kim, remember that what he threatened him over was he wanted him to change his story. So look for that to possibly become some kind of witness tampering that could result in a criminal charge. You never know.
1: But if the Biden administration doesn't like him, why aren't they saying anything, Mark?
5: Well, they are Democrats. They can't look like uh, uh, you know they're trying to destroy him. Doesn't look good to other Democrats. He's still uh, uh, you know a hero to a lot of Democrats around the country who watched these briefings, who marvel at how thorough he was, having no idea that here in New York he's a disaster. For those of you around the country that saw the briefings, I don't know if you know this, but New York is totally bankrupt under his leadership, $63 billion in debt. Biggest crime spike we've ever had in history. He not only killed 15,000 senior citizens, he wiped out 12,000 restaurants, put them out of business by the uh, ridiculous draconian lockdowns. He's been a disaster. What is he good at? Briefings. That's about it.
1: Mark, we have one more clip here from the Emmy Award-winning governor. Cuomo says he isn't ashamed at all. Listen. Um,
2: the... Uh I do not believe I have ever done anything in my public career that uh, I uh, am ashamed of.
1: Mark, your response.
5: <laughs> I believe him. I don't think he's ashamed of it. He's calling, it's not just this, uh... Uh, Representative Kim, he's called people all over the state threatening to destroy them, kill them, wipe them out, ruin them. He's uh, preyed on women in his uh, administration. What do you think of sex with an older men? This is horrible behavior. And uh, he's not ashamed of it. OK, I believe him. Hey, and he deserved that Emmy Award. Those briefings were great performances. He played a governor well. Just wasn't a great governor in real life.
1: Mark Simone, uh, you know it's just it's it, the news gets weirder and weirder. We thought things were crazy when we used to do a lot of TV together. Things have gotten so exponentially crazy I don't think we could have ever predicted it but it's great to still be doing TV together. Thanks for being with me tonight.
5: All right, great to see you.
1: You too. All right coming up a man down here in South Florida you will not believe how this man has been ravaged. His business was seized because he didn't abide by the COVID restrictions. I just can't even believe I have to tell you another one of these stories in Freedom, Florida. You're not going to want to miss this. Stay
4: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Recently, we brought you the story of Angelique Contreras, who was visited by police in the middle of the night in an attempt to intimidate her after she was just spoke up against local COVID restrictions in Palm Beach County, Florida, where we do the show. And now down in Broward County, Florida, a neighboring county to me, a similar situation is taking place. A gym owner in Plantation, Florida was arrested multiple times along with his wife. That gym owner joins me now, Mike Carnevale. Mike, thank you so much for being here.
5: This story is
1: almost unbelievable. If I hadn't had my producers check it out, I frankly wouldn't even believe it was true. You are a gym owner, or you rather, you were a gym owner, because now your business has been seized. And that was after you filed a lawsuit asking the courts to decide whether the restrictions placed on your business were lawful and constitutional. But you never even got your day in court. Tell us.
6: Yeah. So. This is this is just a direct retaliation from Broward County. We we filed a lawsuit with Anthony Sabatini and The very next day Broward County was at my gym telling me to close it and I didn't close it. They took me away and this process repeated over and over again Broward County is just very vindictive very spiteful and they've gone out of their way to destroy my business and now they want to put me in jail it's nothing's ever enough for these people
1: and you say that florida isn't really as free as everyone says it is and you're a great example of that um florida really isn't as free in some respects certainly um and, and certainly in some municipalities as well tell us
6: yeah so i'd really like to challenge the florida is free narrative I think Governor DeSantis did a good thing when he gave local governments the ability to uh, handle the situation, but there are so many instances in Florida that you don't hear about nationally where these local governments have just have just run amok. They've absolutely run amok, and none of them are any worse than Broward County.
1: And, you know, and, and I, I, I hear you, you know, we just had CPAC over the weekend, and we had temperature checks, we, had, we were forced social distanced, we had mask mandates, and everyone who came from New York and California was saying, you know, how is this Florida? We thought it was free, we came all the way here for this, and now we're, being, you know, we're having all these same uh, impositions. Um, but Mike, it has to take a lot of bravery to do what you did in the first place, and then to face the police, be arrested multiple times. We've been showing the footage of your arrests Um, were you in trouble with the law before that? Is this new for you?
6: Yeah, this is, this is new for me. I'm just a, I'm just a guy who's just trying to make a living. And I was just trying to take a stand for what I thought was right. And I, I was willing to lose everything and I have indeed lost everything. And that's again, like, I'm going to repeat myself here. That's just not enough for Broward County for me to have lost my business and temporarily lost my freedom. Now they're offering me a 10 day plea uh, sentence and I face up to 180 days in jail for a maximum penalty.
1: You say in your lawsuit that people should not have to wear masks during strenuous activity and that the government shouldn't mandate that um like you know obviously working out in a gym is a strenuous activity there are people that come to your gym uh, who have health problems who have maybe asthma or maybe are suffering from a cold or you know things like that and that they shouldn't have to work out under those conditions Um, some people with copd it's good for them to work out it's not good for them to work out with a mask Um, that is right here i have an article that states that exactly right in my hand Um, and, and that is what you were arguing you were advocating for your customers As far as you know, these are the reasons you were closed and these are the reasons your business was taken from you. These are the reasons you and your wife were arrested. Have you been told anything different from that?
6: No, I haven't been told anything different. There's been no communication from Broward County. I put out a press release after my first arrest, and I stated that I wanted to speak to someone to resolve the issue at hand. The issue at hand was facial coverings during strenuous fitness activities. It's completely nonsensical it's not logical or rational and there is no science or data that is credible saying that we should be wearing facial coverings during fitness activities that's the only statement i ever made and broward county i believe they felt foolish and they they just continued their overreach and continued to persecute me for for saying that
1: so what do you hope to accomplish i mean you tell me you've lost your business you've lost everything what's your end goal here
6: my end goal would be to really raise awareness that this is about health and wellness. Health and wellness is not to be mandated. It, it, it really does come from within. We don't hear any public officials telling us to sleep eight hours. We don't hear any public officials saying to drink more water and to, you know, to live a lifestyle of wellness. All we ever hear is wait for the vaccine, hide in your house, and it's really disgusting. Then on the freedom end of it, small business owners, I cannot be a part of. I cannot be a part of a case in the judicial system where precedents are being set that business owners will be sent to jail in the United States. That's that's something I cannot be a part of. So that is what I'm looking to accomplish. I'm looking to set the template to say small business owners are not criminals
1: you have a GoFundMe link. I'm going to tweet your GoFundMe link, and I'm going to make sure this particular segment is not only posted, I'm going to send it around to people that I know in media and ask them to cover this story because so far, no one else is covering this story. I'd like you to give us your GoFundMe link. I'd like you to repeat it twice.
6: Absolutely. So my GoFundMe link is actually in the bio of my Instagram, Mike Wellness, and I'll be sure to get that over to you immediately.
1: Okay, okay, it must be it must be a little complicated to, to say it out loud. All right, so we will go there to Mike Carnival Wellness, and uh, and I like I said, I will tweet it out, and I'm gonna make sure that my friends in media are all aware of this story, and so that hopefully you can get some coverage losing your business and losing all the things that you've lost. Um, it just shouldn't happen in America. It shouldn't, especially not without due process. I'd like to know the, all the details of this story before this all just happens to An American, this just seems so wrong to me. Mike Carnivale, thank you and thanks to your wife um, for all you're doing to stand up for the rights of average business owners and Americans. If brave people like you don't stand up to an overbearing government, then we will all continue to lose our rights. So thank you for all you're doing.
6: Thank you for having me. It ends when we say it ends.
1: That's exactly right. Now that we see what these local governments are willing to do to enforce their ridiculous restrictions, I want to bring in Justin Hart, bringing him back on the show with me right now. He has been crushing, uh, crunching the numbers on COVID and crushing it uh, when he comes on this show with me. And his work shows how much COVID restrictions like lockdowns and mask mandates are hyped on television with questionable data behind them. Justin, good to see you again.
7: Oh, Gina, what a crazy story Mike is telling there. And it really is unfortunate. It, it's a it's a pinpoint in this terrible pandemic history.
1: Really? I, I mean, it actually is. And I don't know if you saw the story about the uh, three little uh, Jewish family, Orthodox Jewish family, with their yarmulkes on their heads on the on the airline. I myself was banned from an airline. I still don't know why. One flight attendant told me that it was because my Um, Mask slipped under my nose while I was putting my um, luggage in the overhead. I I don't know. I was banned for life and named a terrorist for that, I was told. Um, Another one wouldn't answer me as to why I was – the supervisor in Dallas would not answer as to why exactly I was banned. She wouldn't tell me if that was why. Um, They backpedaled on that. But you see now this darling family – Orthodox Jewish family, banned for supposedly not wearing their masks, but there are videos of them wearing their mask the entire time. They had a two-year-old child with them. And then in the back of the plane, um, some of the flight attendants were caught on camera saying, ha-ha, high-fiving each other, we got the Jews kicked off. So now flight attendants apparently are using the the mask mandates for their anti-Semitic activities. I don't know, maybe the flight attendants that got me kicked off the flight knew that my grandmother was Jewish. I don't know, Justin, but these mask mandates, people with a badge with a little bit of power have gotten out of control. And in your latest um, uh, uh, piece, you've compared mask mandates uh, in a handful of states, Texas, Georgia, Florida, and California. What did you find?
7: Yeah, well, we've looked at states that have uh, statewide mask mandates, states that don't. So you take two, for example, florida and georgia and then you uh point that up with uh california and texas texas just is getting rid of their mask mandate here in california in san diego we've been masked up to the hilt since march and you find that they're within nine percent of each other as far as the cases go uh what we found is that uh, they ended up with about ninety thousand cases per million in population when you adjust for population they ended up in the same place so mask mandates, uh, that's different than masks working, but mask mandates don't work. Uh, We also know that uh, lockdowns are exacerbating the issue across the country. I'll give you just one stat that just drives me crazy. Uh, University of Michigan, University of Florida did a study. They looked at March and April of last year and found that 215 cases of potential domestic abuse cases were not reported. That's typically what you would find in those two months across the country. Why weren't they reported? Well, those are typically found by sharp-eyed teachers, administrators, and other parents. Kids were not in school to make that happen, and so that's a disaster just waiting to happen. No no one really thinks about the flip side of these lockdowns. 50% of cancer diagnoses went undone. 50% of chemo treatments missed last spring. I can put actual death numbers to those, and they will far outweigh whatever uh, terrible deaths that we've experienced through this challenging disease of COVID. Uh, the lockdowns yeah. don't work. The mask mandates don't work. Uh, just now, uh, this day, Representative Dan Crenshaw made a motion. He's putting a bill through Congress right now to basically end federal lockdowns. Unfortunately, what Mike uh, indicated there is that we have county officials, unelected officials, who will actually make things worse and they can really exacerbate things for a local level.
1: They really can. Yeah. Justin, you crunched the numbers. You looked county by county in Florida. I want to put up that graph, too, and let you explain it.
7: Yeah, so this one we looked at uh, counties on this county level uh, after Governor DeSantis did away with the statewide mask mandate last summer. Uh, the counties were on their own to officiate what they would do. And we found when we looked at counties with mask mandates as of October 15th, Uh, In counties with no mask mandates, there was relatively no difference. In fact, you could indicate that those without masks saw fewer cases when you adjust for population. The data is just not there to support a wide public use of these terrible cloth masks and uh, using those as mandates from a governor official on down has no impact on the case growth whatsoever from the data we can tell.
1: You know, I found an article uh, in PJ Media written by Megan Fox um, with a a neurosurgeon citing that hypoxia, extended hypoxia, can increase the level of a compound uh, called HIF-1, which um, basically what they're saying is it can increase cancer rates, it can also increase heart attacks, and increase strokes. So when you look at that, Um, It gets really scary to think what is happening to people, and we're ignoring this data for some reason of political correctness. That is really terrifying to me if it's true.
7: Yeah, it really gets down to the issue that we've made perhaps the worst policy mistake of the last 50 years, if not longer, around locking down the country on these issues. I think we will see the impact of this for years to come. Uh, Most importantly, I'm really concerned about our students Uh, not even half of the U.S. students K through 12 are in classroom full time. Those are hours they can't get back into their lifetimes. So we're going to see that effect. Now, I want to be clear to your audience. I'm not a virologist. I'm not an epidemiologist, but I'm a darn good data guy. And typically, I wouldn't insert myself into someone else's domain. But they sure seem to be inserting themselves into my domains, my life, (laughs) my church, my kids' education, my business. So I hope they'll forgive me if I'm checked their math. I've checked it. It's dead wrong. And that's why I think we need to lift these mandates as quickly as possible. The vaccines are here. For those who are over 65, it probably makes good sense to use them. For those under the age of 50, your chances of dying of COVID are almost nil. If you're a healthy woman under the age of 40, your chances are better of dying in a plane crash. If you are 20 years old, your chances of dying of COVID compared to an 80 years old, which is the median age of death for COVID, are 1000 times lower. You won't hear that in any news broadcast over Dr. Fauci because they're intent on keeping the panic going, which just exacerbates the public issues and causes problems like we see with Mike, like we see on the plane with that that orthodox family. It is just horrendous what this has done to our country and the the makeup of our fabric in many ways.
1: Yeah, well, Dr. Gold has been on this show and she has said that with treatment, with the therapeutics that are available, uh, people just should not be dying of this at all, in her opinion. And I want to say that the really terrifying thing about this, Justin, is that these same businesses that are being sued and held accountable for all the ridiculousness going on right now and shut down are the same businesses that I could see long term being sued for the repercussions of the mask mandates that they're being forced to do to impose on their employees and customers now if there are health implications that are long-term
7: like the liabilities here are very long-term it's going to be very difficult this is nothing new dr gina 400 years ago in italy they had the real plague which killed one out of every three people and it was thought that people were spreading the disease by spreading it all over the walls and over the pews at church One elderly man was seen from a distance. He was brushing off his pew for sand and dust. And when he sat down, someone accused him of watering down the pew to spread the disease. They took the man outside and they beat him to death. Now, I don't want that to happen to people who do or don't wear masks, but we've created a terrible tension in this country by dividing house against house, county against county, state against state. We should never do these lockdowns again. There's no evidentiary. Indication that they helped at all. We should have chosen to protect the most vulnerable among us. Instead, we chose to protect everybody. And in doing so, we ended up protecting no one.
1: Thanks so much, Justin. Thanks for staying on top of this. We'll have you back soon.
7: Thanks,
6: Gina.
1: Coming up, we have a good guy with a gun story, and the bad guy was so scared that he called 911. <laughs> you don't want to miss this story. That's next, right here on Dr. Gina Brandyne. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Hold on to your hats, everybody. It's time for our good guy with a gun segment. And back to help us, nobody better, our West Coast correspondent and gun enthusiast, Amanda Head. Amanda, the good guy with a gun story today comes from Chicago, and this is the headline. Man stole tow truck then called 911 to complain because the victim pulled a gun on him, prosecutors say. Amanda, I guess a carjacker doesn't like when the victim is armed. Uh, That's really bad for a carjacker's business, I guess, right? What's the story here?
3: Yes, so the guy's name is Elliot Scott. He's 22 years old, and I don't know if being 22 constitutes Gen Z or millennial but it's a pretty millennial thing to do to break the law and then complain that someone exercises their constitutional liberties to keep you from breaking the law even further anyway there was a gps tracker on this flatbed truck that belonged to shy city towing so they were able to locate the vehicle and that's when they detained mr elliot scott and uh, he was very upset that the owner tried to defend himself and his company's property with a handgun. Even the judge in this case was absolutely baffled at the uh, seeming stupidity of it all. But yeah, this guy called 911 because the owner of the truck that he was trying to steal pulled a gun on him in an effort to protect it.
1: (laughs) That's amazing.
3: All right, Amanda, since you're already
1: here, let's roll on into the meme of the day. Now, here we have a payday candy bar,
3: and it's going to have to change its name because it's offensive to those who don't work. I think that I'm probably going to offend people with my Snicker, and then we're going to have to cancel Snickers, and let's just go down the list and cancel all candy bars. What's amazing (laughs) about this is that, yes, it is true that having a job offends some people. However, it is also... The cause of derision. Now don't ask me how I know this, but there over the last few weeks has been this online digital uh battle between Gen Z and Millennials. Gen Zers are making fun of millennials for having jobs, and millennials, uh-huh. get this, are making fun of Gen Zers for not knowing much about the world at 18 years old. Millennials oh are making fun that- of a group of people for not knowing much about yeah. the world. Time for doctor's orders. Thanks, Amanda.
1: For today's doctor's orders, I want to start with a viral video from Congressman Byron Donald that impressed me very much. Check it out.
2: I forgot my mask. The reality is, if you have antibodies, you're actually okay. The other reality is is that the president of the United States, the vice president of the United States, the Speaker of the House, have all been inoculated. They have the vaccine, but they still wear their mask anyway. The reason they do this is because Washington is accustomed to families. You know, it's wasteful too. But the reason why you're going to see them vote for this bill is because they don't want to have to run for re-election without the support of Nancy Pelosi and the DCCC. You see, that's real. That's what's actually happening up here in capitalism. It is time we speak truth in the nation's capital. It's time we get real in the nation's capital and not support radical, wasteful, wasteful and fake relief bills like this bill tonight. Thank you.
1: I'm glad to see Representative Donald speaking up about the truth that we can all blatantly see with our eyes, and he will be on this show Monday night. But too many of us are being quiet when we know better. Too many of us are sitting by silently when we see truth. Too many of us are standing by idly while our friends are being persecuted and lied about. Too many of us are taking the easy way out and forcing those of us with any amount of courage to stand alone too many of us are afraid to even get in the arena and to fight i've always loved teddy roosevelt's speech about the arena whether it's the fact that people have had vaccine or had covid and that there are fewer than a couple dozen cases ever of contracting covid twice and that people should have to wear masks who've had shouldn't have to wear masks who've had the covid vaccine or have had covid or whether it's the fact that fauci and his cohorts in the cdc and even the surgeon general have flip-flopped on the idea that masks are even recommended or whether it's our elderly being carelessly put into nursing homes for profit, or whether it's people with badges on airlines being self-important and not being called out for it, whatever it is, it's time to stand up and speak the truth based in reality. It's time to get in the arena. The wisdom of Teddy Roosevelt in his speech bears repeating in this moment, perhaps more than ever, as we stand at the precipice of losing it all. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of goods could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself on a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Let me never know that you were one of those cold and timid souls who knew neither victory nor defeat. That's your doctor's orders for today. Thank you for joining me tonight, and thank you to everyone here at your new home for Real News, Real America's Voice, (R.A.V. TV) live from Studio 6B, up next with Damon and the crew. Hug your children, love your God, you go boldly now, and live the truth. Good night, everybody.